please take your seat and enjoy the ride all aboard! <laughs> Welcome on board the Ghost Train. Before we get started, I wanted to thank everyone for the love and support you've been showing me here on the Ghost Train. It's been overwhelming how we are growing so quickly. If you enjoy today's show, I'd love to hear about it. Share it with me on social media, Instagram at Ghost Train Podcast, Twitter at Ghost Train PC, or Facebook, search Ghost Train Podcast. Let me know what you liked and what you'd like to hear on future shows. That way we can mold this podcast into the best paranormal show out there. All right. After the last few weeks, I've been diving into the Colorado Springs area, mainly the Pink Cadillac Boutique. I just feel like something's been calling me to do stories on it. So this week, I bring you Lisa. Lisa is the owner of the Pink Cadillac Boutique. She works in the store and also lives there. So she has a pantload of stories to share with us on what it's really like living in a haunted house. Here we go. Next stop, my roommates are ghosts. All aboard! Lisa, welcome to the Ghost Train. Now you are the owner of the Pink Cadillac Boutique. You live in the shop with your husband, and we all know the stories that Monica and Robert have shared with us. Now we all want to hear the stories that you have from living and working in the Pink Cadillac Boutique. So Lisa, why don't you uh, share some of the stories with us that you have? Well, we've been here for, this will be our third year. Obviously, once when we purchased the property, we had no idea <laughs> what we were getting into. <laughs> But we actually kind of have an ongoing joke that we didn't find the house, the house found us. And we've had a few uh, psychics and mediums that have backed up that information. So it was just in the cards. It was meant to be for us to, we weren't even looking to open a business in this neighborhood or this area. But it happened, it worked out, and it's been great. But yeah, the house definitely found us. So <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> got some very, very cool history to it as well. Right. So, yeah, you were telling me about in 1898. Who were the people that were living there back then? And what did they do? Actually, so once we started running into some odd occurrences that were going on here at the store, we started really researching the history. So mm -hmm. we spent a lot of nights at the city library downtown <laughs> going through all the city directories and in 1898, which is the oldest record we could find on the property, this property operated as both a home and a business, same as it does now. J.W. and Alta Smith were the owners at that time and lived here. J.W. was in construction and he did carpentry work. And Alta ran her dress shop here. <laughs> what do you and your husband do? <laughs> well... I run a ladies' clothing boutique and mostly sell dresses, and my husband does construction and carpentry. Isn't that wild? That is so <laughs> crazy to me that that is now going full circle all the way back in 1898 and now in 2019. And, well, I'm not sure. When did you actually open the shop? Let's see. It was 2016. Oh, my God. Like, just coming full circle like that is just crazy. It's right. just yeah, it's, it's too weird for me. and. And too much of a coincidence, to be honest, for me. That, that just shows me that, like you said, the house chose the two of you to live there and run your shop from this place. That's just too cool to me. Very cool I story. Think, I think, yeah, there's something to that for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And so the two of you had opened the shop. You were working there. And you started doing a, a few renovations of the shop? We did a lot of renovations. 
it was so this is a the property is a it's an old house obviously and mm -hmm. it had been ran as a, a retail business with a residence in the back obviously going all the way back to 1898 but we expanded on the retail space and only left the one bedroom and then of course left the kitchen and one of the bathrooms the rest of it we opened up to storage and the retail space during construction the one event that really got my attention and let me know that something i mean granted we had had a lot of odd occurrences playful right. things, things moving around you know like oh i thought i shut that door i guess i didn't you know just mm. odd things like that but okay. i was the first day that we had reconnected the hvac and mind you it was summertime july so it was really hot and it was just overall hot that summer of course and we were so grateful to have the air conditioner. So we had closed all the windows, all the doors were closed. We had the air conditioner cranked. I was on a ladder painting one of the doorways and it started to hail. So I climbed down off the ladder. I go look out the front window just to make sure it's nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not unusual to get hail in Colorado. So it wasn't too bad. So I was walking back to the ladder, go back to work. And I heard a noise and I looked across the room and all the way on the other side of the room is a hailstone and it's rolling in a direct straight line at me, which mind you, this is an old house. It was built in 1898. The floors are incredibly uneven. You spill a glass of water. It's a mess because it's going to drain to one side. <laughs> it's just the way it's going to happen. Right. So, so I'm like, my first thought logically is like, how is this hailstone moving in a straight line? Because these floors are uneven and we didn't even have the finished floors in mind you. Right. So it was just the subfloor at that point. So, but this hailstone travels in a very straight line straight towards me and hits the side of my boot and stops. No way. Yep. And so I, stood there a, a little bit shocked and confused and you know of course you're trying to rationally logically explain it and i pick up the hailstone i'm thinking wow do we have that big of a hole in the ceiling that hailstone? yeah you're like through? oh crap here we go now i gotta replace the roof and this and that yeah you're probably not you're not thinking paranormal at that point no. right I'm thinking, what have we done? And, um, and <laughs> we had just, we had ripped out the ceiling and, you know, extended the attic space. So we re-drywalled everything. So we have the taller ceilings now. But so I'm thinking how, if there was a hole, we would have found it when we did the new drywall. Right. So I'm walking around. I can't find any place that this hailstone would have come in. And so finally I walked to the back door. My husband had been working in the garage. And he was just coming in, as a matter of fact, and he met me at the door. And I have this hailstone still in my hand trying to figure this out. And I said, are you playing a joke on me? Did you throw this in the house somehow? And you know, he looks completely confused at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> right. So I explained the story to him. And, of course, he just busts out laughing. He's like, oh, it's just the house messing with me again. Because at that <laughs> point, it be had become common knowledge that the house would mess with us like that. <laughs> Right. And so what do you have like an explanation for that? Like, what do you think happened? Like, how did that hail stone get into the house? There is no, ex no logical explanation. The only explanation is paranormal. That's it. Jeez, so creepy. And so the house is kind of playing with you. 
having fun you're kind of probably thinking oh this is kind of a cool fun thing to have oh the how like there's nothing malicious going on right until right the fun started to stop and you started to kind of feel a negative energy yes. start to come about in the house we had owned the property and had the business for about a year and again going back through the the history of the city directories nobody stayed more than a year or two it might have remained the same type of business. For example, in the early 20s, the property became a grocery store. And mm. it stayed a grocery store until 1959, but nobody stayed more than a year or two. So, right. which we thought was very, very strange. Well, about a year in, I kind of think I know why. Something was maybe making people leave after a year or two. Huh. So, what we started encountering more of a, a negative energy. It actually, my husband and I were both physically attacked, and I would not have believed it, And but I took pictures to prove it because I, I even in myself, thought, are we crazy? What is going on? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for example, my husband woke up one morning with a black eye. Jeez. No explanation as to how or why. I mean, I saw him when we went to bed. He didn't have a black eye. Yeah, uh, right? It's kind of like, you think you'd notice something like that before you right. went to bed. Him, like, usually you're brushing your teeth and washing your face before bed. So you're looking into a mirror, and right. oh, your eye's going to be hurting. You're going to be like, something hit me in the face. It's uh, Exactly. And it, that didn't happen to him. And then he wakes up, and his eye is swollen and black. It's kind of, right. what the hell's going on? Exactly. And then I had, I woke up with burns down my leg. And my, my first thought was truly like, oh gosh, an allergic reaction. But it, it took me a minute to figure out that it was a, a, a burn because you know how burns will throb. Yeah. You know? And that's how it felt. Shit. So it was definitely, it was definitely a burn. But this all took place with a week to two week time frame. And where was the burn? Where was the burn it, on your body? It was on my upper thigh, going down my leg. Jeez. But we had had an incident the night prior. So I woke up in the middle of the night, and I heard a noise. It sounded like somebody running in a direct straight line from the front door of the store to the back door, which is you know the back of the, the house is where we essentially live, the mm -hmm. front being the, the retail space. So it sounded like somebody like a, a very large man running but not not running fast just stepping very hard i guess right stomping or what like yeah, how would you stomping, yeah. yes okay and so in a straight line from the front door to the back door which in theory is not possible <laughs> and so I, I, walls. there's walls blocking it from being able to yeah, do that there, there's yeah. walls there's a we built a front counter there's clothing racks there's and so I, you know, just in your kind of half awake, half asleep state, you're like, how the hell is that possible? And then we have the security system on the door. So if the front door were to open, you would have heard the ADT system say front door open. Right. Right. And we didn't hear that or I didn't. And so I'm laying there trying to process it. And then it dawns on me that something's not right. So... I wake up my husband, and the only thing I could think to say was, you got to wake up. I just heard the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. 
<laughs> that's, that's get your ass up. Yes, exactly. And so yeah. he, he wakes up pretty quickly because that got his attention, you know. But then whatever we heard that was running on the floor was now on the ceiling. What? Now, oh, my chills just went up my back. It, it, <laughs> We're talking. We're not talking the roof. We're talking oh, the ceiling, right? like because, of your room. I mean, we have. Okay, I mean, we live in. You know, we're right up against the mountains, and so we have. You know, raccoons and things that get on the roof, and and I know what that sounds like. That mm. that was not what we were hearing. We heard something running and clawing across the ceiling. So my husband jumps out of bed to follow this sound because it's it's very I mean it's very noticeable. I mean you can track exactly which direction it's going. So he follows it into the the room that we call the the Maryland room. It's sort of our storage room, and and then it turns and it's going towards the back of the house. So my husband runs to the back of the house fully expecting when he flies out that back door that something's going to come off the roof and you know we have security lights and whatnot in the backyard so we're, he's thinking lights are going to come on something's coming off the roof what is going on nothing was there wow and the motion sensors didn't go off or anything no that's they didn't. crazy like what the hell was it Exactly, and it's not like so it's Santa we Claus with reindeers on your roof. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what the so, hell is this? <laughs> so we were, needless to say, we were a little freaked out. We didn't get a lot of sleep after that. <laughs> um. So the next morning, we were just kind of getting ready for the day, and my husband, he calls me, and he's, he's like, "Babe, you need to come in here and look at this." And I'm like, "Okay." So I go in the bedroom, and that's when he showed me. We have a full-length mirror right. in the bedroom. It's actually when we did renovations, it was a doorway at one point in time, but we we made it a a, a mirror for our bedroom. The other side is actually a mirror in the fitting room. So anyway, because okay. uh, I it's a pretty doorway, and I try to keep all of the architecture that I can. But anyway, so on this mirror, there are footprints going up the mirror. Oh. And, I mean, they're relatively large footprints. I mean, it looks like an adult size footprint. But the, the problem was that the footprint had three toes and three claws. Oh, God. That's went down my back into my legs. So you're yeah. saying this was like a footprint on the mirror that had mm -hmm. claws on it. Yes. It looked somewhat human. It didn't look, I mean, the heel was very narrow and the, the, the ball of the foot was quite, a, it was more like a triangle shape. Right. Um, and then with the three toes and then there were three smudges that looked like claws. Um, oh my God. Toe. Freaky. Going up the wall, like you said, and onto the ceiling. Yes. Right. And oh so this was the, the, the morning after we had heard all of this. And then the burns, and then my husband with the black eye, and then face swelled up. I had some sort of a unexplained reaction. My eyes swelled shut. Jeez. And what did the burn mark on your leg look like? Did it have any shape or form to it? It mimicked the, the footprints on the mirror. 
Oh my God. So this thing may have like stepped on you. I have no idea. And marks. No idea, but the, the marks, I was looking at them later that night and my husband was the one who said, you know, they kind of look like the footprints that were on the mirror. Because uh, you don't want to think that, right? You know. No, you don't. But I'm saying it, and it it's oh, that's creepy stuff. Right. So that's when we knew we had to. I'll be honest. I got flat out mad because. Oh really? I was I gonna mean, say because that's when I'd be moving out and getting the hell out of there, which is I'm sure what everyone else did. And you're kind of like, fuck this. This is my place. You get out. <laughs> You know what I mean? Exactly. And I, I, I'll be very honest. I did. I got very angry at that point in time because I said, even out loud, I said, I did not spend my savings to buy this place and open this business to be run out. I'm going nowhere. So, (laughs) so it was, it was a bit of a standoff, I think, but um, fortunately we have a metaphysical store across the street. Okay. Now, I don't know what that stuff is. Can you explain what that what that entails? Yes, I can now. I did yeah. <laughs> not know what a metaphysical store was before I yeah. bought this place. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of friends that are into that stuff, and uh, yes. yeah, they they swear by it. So yes. so yeah, explain what that is. So the metaphysical store across the street is uh, the owner is she's amazing. Mm-hmm. So the owner actually also happens to be a, a medium, okay, or a psychic also. But Summer daughter in Colorado, I, I feel. Right. Yes. <laughs> and she's very good at. There are certain stones that are good for protection, or warding off negative energy, or like for example, she told me I needed to burn frankincense and myrrh every day. It won't necessarily make all energy go away but it makes the negative energy it doesn't like the smell right um, and so what so, what is that that you're burning called so i burn frankincense and myrrh every Frank- day okay and then she does a sage she does different sage bundles that she sells there for different things so we smudge the house so you burn the sage you go through the house like go to every corner in the house and it again kind of just keeps the negative energy away and my husband and i both wear a protection necklace every day that we never take off now i will say my necklace every few months my necklace will break into pieces it falls apart is it like a leather necklace and the leather just becomes too frail no this i i wear a black tourmaline stone and the, the the actual stone breaks into multiple pieces after a while now i've been talking with the owner of the metaphysical store she has said it's because it's working very hard to oh my god yeah and so it actually breaks into pieces and i have to go you know every six eight months i have to go buy a new one huh <laughs> so, so, you, then you got the good business and uh yeah, it's working for you, so that's great. It it's um the metaphysical store has like I said, they they're very knowledgeable and I didn't know anything about this. So they've been incredibly helpful. Yeah, because I was gonna ask you, like, were you into the paranormal before you had moved into this house? Or was moving into this house kind of catapult you into this whole 
paranormal world of now I got to start figuring out what the hell to do so I don't have to leave my home. Yes, it was it was a catapult of epic proportions, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah, diving into the deep end. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, it was cannonball right in. And, oh, my. And figure it out, you know. So um, now the very first paranormal group that came in to investigate, which was soon after all of this, uh -huh. um, the, the negative stuff seemed to have been gone, but we had a group come in, and there's an older gentleman, kind of like an old hippie guy, and right. he, he just knows a lot about what he's doing. And he had said there was definitely a negative energy that was still here. Even hmm. though things had been calm and quiet, and he said, and and I didn't ask questions. He said he took that energy when he left here, and he went and released it way up in the mountains where it would not bother anybody. And I didn't ask him any questions because sometimes ignorance is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree. I have to agree with that. Yeah. After all that, ignorance is sometimes okay. So. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But we've not had any negative stuff going on since then. So, and the groups that have come in, we've had probably a dozen. Or I was so. gonna say yeah. So you're now known in this mm -hmm. uh, paranormal community in Colorado, which I'm starting to find out. I was telling you. Yes. Very, very large, right? And exactly. you're a well-known place. In the Colorado oh. Springs area, right? So <laughs> we cool. are. We we definitely are. And the people that come in, I have, you know, paranormal groups and psychics and mediums and sensitives and just people who are intuitive that come in. And they all say there's not, there's definitely a lot of energy here. Yeah. There's, there's not anything negative. It took a lot to stand firm and get rid of whatever was bad. And get it out of here so that because I just I wasn't gonna give up I just couldn't. <laughs> oh no, yeah, you you sunk your teeth into that place, so yeah, don't give up on that. Do you have, do you have any idea who the ghosts that are there are? Because I like the one that stands out to me is that grumpy old man. Like who <laughs> like, who is he? And why is he you so know? damn grumpy? I get that you you're running the the boutique there, but is that really what's making him mad? Do you think that like an old man would like some uh, girls walking around every once in a while? You know what I mean? You know, he's he's everybody that has been in here picks up on him. He's yeah. a very strong force here. And interestingly enough, just today, as a matter of fact, I had a, a woman come in. She happens to own a soap company that I'm looking to to carry her product. And she also happens to be a medium and a psychic, and she does very. I'm telling you, there's something in that Colorado water. <laughs> I want some. I want right? some. Yeah. And she's. I mean, she, and she does huge seminars. I mean, she's very. Uh, she knows a thing or two. Let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. So she comes in and she says, "Huh, the you know the grumpy old man," and I'm like, "Yeah, he's here. Everybody talks about him." <laughs> and she says, she goes, no, I think he's a minor. And she starts talking a little bit more. And she goes, and I think he died of something, a problem with his lungs or his heart. I mean, she really started connecting with this energy. And really? interestingly enough, after JW and Alta, the dress shop owner and the carpenter, 
after they left, the second people who lived here, it was a family, it was a mom and a dad, and their older children that all lived here, and they were all minors. Really? And she said he was a minor, and he died of some kind of a problem to his lungs or his heart. So we think the grumpy old man was the dad, because the, the mom and the dad lived here, obviously, and they had their children. The dad was a minor. The um, older boys were minors. But the dad passed away within the first year of living here. And so I think that it's the dad of that family. Huh. His last name was White. I think his first name was Augustus. Well, Augustus White. Yeah. And so even the lady that was in here today, she picked up on, she goes, oh, you didn't like women. And I had to laugh because that's consistently what we get. You know? I know. It's so strange to me. Oh, my. <laughs> but, but yeah, the lady people claim to see at the front that has dark hair, which it's kind of funny because I have dark hair. Um, but people see another dark-haired lady that's not me. And I've had customers, neighbors walk by the front window and see, they'll see me in the front window, you know, changing out decorations or whatever. And they do yeah. a double take because they see another dark-haired lady at the front counter. Oh. Yeah. So, and I think, and I think that that's, and of course that's the lady, you know, Monica had touched on that. She takes credit for everything. She's like, I brought them here. I told them what to do. And, you know, I give her props. I'm like, right on. It came together. High five. So, (laughs) so hold on. This, the lady that's saying that's taking credit is taking credit for bringing you and your husband into the shop. Yes. And she claims that the decorations, the decor, she she claims that it, it was all her. She just told us what to do. And, so you know, she's influencing you and you don't even know it. That That's her story. You know, wow. I mean, if, it, if she's doing this and it's working, I don't care. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Keep it coming. Right. But very I cool. think I think that is Alta Smith, the very first person who lived here and yeah. read a shop here. I think I think that's she's, Alta. Living, she's living through, you know, vicariously through you. That's so cool. Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's my theory on on who the dark-haired lady and who the the grumpy old man are. Now, there the other ones I haven't quite figured out yet. <laughs> yeah, the well just with the history of the building that you're living in, there's so much traffic going through there and you were telling me earlier that even in the basement of your home mm-hmm. and of the shop, there's a boarded up area that might connect to other buildings perhaps that were brothels at some point so to me that's almost like a vein from the home going off and i don't know if i want to say portal it could have some sort of spiritual energy being able to flow through those pathways still and you had said that other paranormal groups were coming in and out and they were picking up on Oh, there's six spirits here. Oh, there's 12 spirits here, let's say. And it's it keeps changing and variating that. And sorry to just throw this in there. When I talked to Robert, he was saying that the, the Pink Cadillac Boutique seems like it's a hub for spirits to stay at. Yeah. And that are passing through. Oh, yeah. It's funny because the house, and, and maybe this is indicative of the, the era back the red light district days but the house loves a party 
there was one evening we had a few friends that had just dropped by about about the time we closed the store and uh so we closed the store we're sitting in the kitchen we're talking laughing having cocktails and and i mean there's maybe four or five of us not a lot but right and the cabinet above the kitchen sink flew open oh and it's like the kind of cabinet that it is it has kind of a, a prong that has to actually latch in so it's not a cabinet that can just open willy-nilly you know you yeah. have to actually apply a little bit of pressure to open it so yep. it kind of freaked everybody out of course but and i just laughed and i said the house always likes to be part of a party <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, well, what, was, what was in that cupboard maybe there was glasses in there or something like fill actually, up a glass for me actually yes that is the cabinet that we keep the glasses in to include you know your wine glasses your on the rocks glasses your yeah so you should have you should have brought one out and been like one from a homies here and poured a cup. <laughs> right? This is for the spirits. We have we are we have an offering for you. You're a part of this party, so uh, I think we're gonna go. have to start doing that. <laughs> that would be cool. That'd be very cool. Yeah, and because you did some massive renovations to the home, right? Do you think that that yeah. caused the hauntings to to escalate, or do you think it helped calm them down and you started opening up different areas and turning it almost retro? back to what it had originally looked like. Exactly. Honestly, and I feel it, just I feel it in my soul. They wanted us to come in and do the renovations that we did. Now, did it stir things up? Yes, it definitely did. But this, the energy and the spirits that are here now, they love it because, you know, we opened things up. We found windows that were had previously been completely boarded up, and we didn't even know they were there. They had been right. boarded up on the exterior and the interior. So we didn't even know they were there. So we opened up windows. We opened up the ceiling. And we just made it. It was almost like before. It was almost hard to breathe, if that makes sense oh. at all. Yeah. And once we came in and did the renovations and tore everything out and brought it right back to where it had started. I mean, took it back to the bones of where it had started. It was like you could breathe again. If, again, if that makes any sense. <laughs> huh, that's that's really cool. You have one more story that you wanted to tell, and I I thought this was really, really, not so, not so much spooky, but just very cool and just a very kind of ironic story. The Marilyn Monroe room, or the Marilyn yes. room, as called, right? So do you want to just tell us that story? Absolutely. So a little backstory. We did obviously name the store the Pink Cadillac Boutique. The story behind the name is a couple of years before I opened the store, I had found a 1960 Cadillac for sale. And my husband and I were very into old cars. We mm -hmm. have a few open and everything. Awesome. But, so once I got the Cadillac, we started restoring it and we repainted it. And I repainted it pink, mm. but not not like you know the 19 1960 Cadillacs did come in pink but it was more of a, a powder pink it was a very light pink and I yeah. wanted this to be a bit more amped up so I painted it a pink that is it's actually called sassy pink so ah. <laughs> so you can imagine it's a bit sassy and uh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I'm sure you're turning heads in that thing then right it it is a beautiful car and it is my friend so when I went to open the store 
the only thing I could think to name the store was Pink Cadillac Boutique because that's what we had been doing for two years was restoring his car. So and now you've moved on to restoring this home, right? Exactly. We just went from one to the next. But one we had named the, the car because all old cars have to have a name, right? Yeah. So I named the car Marilyn after Marilyn yeah. Monroe because it was kind of sassy, kind of sexy. It was just and classic, you know. Right. So named the car Marilyn. The very first thing I did when we started doing the demolition on the store ripping out ceilings and carpets and walls we started pulling up the carpet and the very first thing i found was an old newspaper under the carpet and the cover was marilyn monroe Ooh. it's a, a, a newspaper from the oh gosh for late 40s early 50s you know back in those days they would use newspaper as insulation yeah. When they were putting in flooring or ceiling or anything like that. So I, I assume that's why it was there. But that was the very first thing I found was this Marilyn Monroe newspaper. So I took it as an omen that I was right where I needed to be. Oh, yeah. So we have a room in the house. It's in the middle of the house. And I use it as a, a storage room. So when I get inventory in, it goes in that room before I price it get it out on the floor right um, is that the room with the stained glass window yes correct there you go yeah because some people were messaging me like there there can't be a window inside a house i'm like behind that window is a storage unit so and the reason okay so that window the reason there's an interior window is because that stained glass window was that was the back of the original house when it was built in 1898 so the other side of that window from the camera view that's in the kitchen well in 1898 they didn't have a nice fancy kitchen with a stove and a sink and a fridge you know so that was the original back of the house and then they built on the kitchen so that's why there's this odd interior window that's branded a little strange but that's why (laughs) i think it's cool i think it kind of just gives it a little bit of character right Exactly. But I have some, and and people always give me Marilyn Monroe pictures and I framed the, of course, the newspaper clipping. I was going to ask you if you didn't, you should have. So I'm glad that you did. That's really cool. I almost think of that as like a welcoming. Here you are, you're in your new home. We wanted to give you something and this is what we could give you. Exactly. It was by far the, I mean, I just looked completely shocked when I found it because, and I showed it to my husband because it was just like the ultimate omen that we were right where we needed to be. It was so, it was crazy. So, but yeah. because of the car being named Marilyn and the story with the Marilyn Monroe and, and all of it. So I get a lot of pictures uh, from people of Marilyn Monroe. And so we have all of those pictures in the, what we call the Marilyn room. Right on. Very and, cool. I love uh, that story. So that's the room that's on the other side of the stained glass. Is we call it the Maryland room. <laughs> oh, 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 that that story to me is just amazing. I love it. Very, very cool. Not so spooky, but it is very just opening and welcoming you to this new home that you're living in. And I do think that also yeah. shows again that the house shows you. And I think that that's kind of because you are just very similar to Marilyn, a strong woman. It's not going to back down from anyone. And you're there to help the other spirits that are in the home. I think that you being there, I feel like they 
handpicked you out of all the other people that <laughs> could have to help them get rid of that negative energy that maybe was bothering them all in that house. They said, right. here are the two people that can actually rid this house of this negative energy and get us to just be normal spirits again. Do you know right. what I mean? I mean, I don't even think that I am that cool. I really don't. But, you know, if I, <laughs> if I, if I did something to help, you know, I was certainly happy to do so. <laughs> you may have thought that you were helping yourself. Right. You're helping the home. You're getting that right. negative energy out of the house. And that's just going to change the dynamics of the, the living situation, which it kind of has, right? It really has. I mean, it's, you know, friends and family that say things like, wow, I can't, I can't believe you live in a haunted house. How do you do that? And I'm like, you know what? I don't know how to not at this point because our roommates are just, I mean, it's a normal everyday, they play practical jokes on us. One day I was going out to do the laundry, which the laundry is actually the washer dryers in the garage. So you have to go out, out the back door. There's a screen door and there's a hook and eye latch. I mean, somebody has to actually latch it, right? So I go out to do the laundry and come back in a minute later, you know, and the screen door is latched. Mm. And of course, I'm yelling through the screen door at my husband who was in the front. And I'm mad at that point. I'm like, why did you lock me out? And he's like, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, good one, house. High five. Right yeah, on. thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, so have, have you actually seen any of the ghosts in the house? Or have you only felt them and had these kind of uh, incidents happen to you? You know, I, I can't say that I've ever seen anything. Um, now, odd occurrences, yes, but also smells. Huh. We've had, um, there was one day, oh gosh, just a few months ago, my husband and I were in the front store and in very one very specific location. He calls me over and he goes, come over here. Do you, do you smell like, it, it smells like candy. I walked over and I said, no, that it smells like black licorice, which I hate black licorice. So I'm like, yeah, that's a terrible smell. <laughs> and, but that's, uh, a, that's a type of candy that would be eaten back in the day. Exactly. And see, before this was a grocery store, back in the early 1900s, it was a, a bakery and a candy shop. Weird. Yeah. So it was. I do have to say it, this, though. I love black licorice. <laughs> so I got it from my mother. My mom loved it, and I, she got me into it. I'd always eat those little pipes, the black licorice. Oh, I, oh, I, I love them. But yeah, most people hate them. I'm always eating the black jelly bean, too. Everyone, I'm like, oh, give them over here. I'll take them. But well, yeah. Hey, you know, somebody's got to like the stuff, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's too so, cool. Yeah, we get smells like that occasionally. I've smelled a very strong cologne smell. There's a hat that is associated with the house. I was tearing down a wall in the bathroom, and there was a hat inside the wall. Really? Uh, yeah, like an old fedora style. I think when we did the history, it was like early 1900s style. Because the hat maker and everything is on the band, so we were able to kind of determine the era. 
Yeah. So it had been in this daggum wall for a long time, and I have to assume it was an older hat when they put the wall up because the wall was came after the, the date of the hat. But anyway, so I dig this hat out of the wall, and I was a little freaked out. I went up front, and I told my husband he was tearing down a wall in the front, and I said, wow, I just found this hat in the wall. And Jeez. of course, he just laughs and goes, well, I hope the rest of the guy's not in the wall. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I had to go back and tear down the rest of that wall. I was really hoping that there wasn't a dead body in there. Which no there kidding. Not. I'd be like, yeah, can you go deal with that then? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so there was not a dead body in there. Thank God. Oh, thank so, God. Yeah, the hat. But people are very enamored with the hat. Do you have it on display in the shop? Oh, I actually... I do. Awesome. My husband and I painted a couple of like longhorn skulls that are in the store. Yeah. Just for display. They were for sale at one point, but I decided I couldn't sell them because I love them so much. And yeah. we have that hat on the, the longhorn skull that my husband painted. So. Very cool. <laughs> I think that's great because you're, you're kind of just like showcasing the history of the house. Instead of and, keeping um, it stuck on the wall somewhere, yeah, put it on display. Show exactly. it off. Exactly. But there have been a few times that, not just myself, but in a, if people start touching the hat and looking at the hat, they smell a very strong cologne. And I've smelled it twice now. And I've even had customers that have said they smelled it. So something about that hat triggers a very strong smell. So huh. I don't know. That's strange. Yep. Okay. Just as we kind of wind down here and we get to the the tail end, mm -hmm. the last kind of question for you is, do you ever have problems sleeping in the home? Early on, yes. My husband and I both would wake up numerous times in the night. Sometimes we'd wake up at specific times. I mean, every night. But I would say probably the last year, we sleep completely fine now. Huh. Well, that's good news. Yes. <laughs> Thankfully, yes. Yeah. Well... I think that the house really did choose the two of you to be there for the reasons that, that I had mentioned earlier. And I'm really glad that the two of you are there to, to kind of protect and and almost serve the spirits in the house now. Oh, I am too. I just, I feel right where we need to be. I am actually working on, I've had multiple people tell me that I need to write a book about all of this. You know, but just about the history and the spirits that are still here to kind yeah. of pay homage to them. So I am starting to try to put together and piece together all of the history and the findings yeah. so that we can put together a, a really good history to kind of give them credit for what they've done. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. That's so cool. And I think, yeah, the amount of stories that you have to go along with that history is just going to make the stories to read that much cooler. Because when we were talking earlier, I said, what are the stories that you want to talk about tonight? And you said, uh -huh. oh, my God, I have so many stories to go through. Right. And you, just, you were able to just nitpick a few little ones here and there. And, yeah. and those stories were amazing. Thanks so much for sharing them and being on board the ghost train tonight, Lisa. Of course. Thank you for having us. 
I hope you enjoyed the stories and the history behind the Pink Cadillac Boutique. And if you're in the Colorado area, you should totally go over and check that store out in person. Say hi to Lisa and perhaps even the grumpy old man. If you like to Netflix and chill, you're going to love next week's podcast. I sat down with Aaron of the Netflix hit series Haunted. If you're not familiar with it, I suggest you check it out. It was one of my personal favorite shows put out by Netflix last year. And Aaron tells a spine-chilling story of what happened to her while growing up, tormented by a demon go watch it right now season one episode three demon in the dark totally freaky for aaron things have been only getting worse and the two of us discuss what's been happening since the show until the next train good luck sleeping tonight